And now, Ex Nihilo on Faith Fit Radio. Well, hello everyone. Another greeting from Ex Nihilo. This is your host, Father Martin. And your co-host, Steve Buckland. Steve, how are you? You know, Father Martin, I'm okay. A little bit tired, a little tired. It's been a very, you know, things are ramping up in the church as we're cruising into Lent. And Steve is on the last stretch of his formation with his team, for those who do not remember. Steve, aside from entertaining me every week with this podcast, also have a side job of being the director of adult faith formation and a part of that include the process of RCAA bringing in new Catholics to the church. Yep, we and do, and we've got uh, will be the right of election. So the last count I heard was 470 catechumens. So that's basically folks who aren't Christian, they haven't been baptized yet, um, will all gather down at the shrine uh, of Mary Queen of the Universe, and the uh, bishop will receive them and approve them to be brought into the church in their respective parishes at the Easter Vigil, which is a beautiful thing. So that, that is amazing. Easter, we're going to have more than 470 brand spanking new Catholics to add to the flock. So, and I'm sure they can appreciate some prayers. Always, you know. And that's it's interesting because the RCIA is, is all about conversion. Right. It's all about change. It's about laying down the person that you were before and picking yourself up in the image and likeness and taking the path that Christ asked us to follow. So, And for a lot of people, you know, one of the, the questions we get a lot um, from folks is, you know, I'd like to be baptized. Can't I just get baptized today? You know, why is it a, an 8 or a 9 or a 12-month? Or in some cases, for some people, it can go on for a number of years. Why does right. it take so long? And my answer to them is always that, you know, there's no schedule for the change in your heart that has to occur for you to be ready. But change you must if you really want to do this in a genuine and authentic way. Right. You can't just go in, get water splashed on your head, and think that somehow everything's going to be different. It takes effort. It takes time. It takes courage um, and fortitude, all those things uh, that you need to undergo and endure the journey. And for a lot of people, it's never a happy process. Change is not easy, Father Martin. Not indeed. Actually, as a matter of fact, when I left the seminary, um, graduating from one place to another, um, my spiritual director, God bless him, Father Ferdinand Santos, who's now the director of uh, St. John Vianney College Seminary, actually sent me a book. He's the only spiritual director that I had over the years who actually gave me assigned readings. Really? For spiritual direction. And the title of the book was Praying Our Goodbyes. Mm, because really? uh, I, I guess as a part of our human nature, we do go through changes mm-hmm. throughout the course of our life. Uh, look at us ourselves physically and biologically. The human person grows and change, um, hopefully for the better. Yep. Hopefully for the better. But uh, at the end of the day, however, if we're honest with ourselves, whether uh, men, women, whatever background we're from, changes are never easy. No. And so we're going to go a little philosophical today, friends, and help us reflect a little bit on transitions, changes, and how they affect us and how best to cope with it. Yeah, and you might even find a nugget or two about how to how to help deal with change or how to address change, particularly the changes that are, are more painful in life. Because I think, you know, for many people, um, you kind of get to a state or you get into something in your life that's comfortable. 
You know, in anybody's life, there's so many things that change. There's spiritual things going on. There's family things going on. If you're not, you know, whether you're single or you're, you still have a family, mom, dad, right. or even if you're alone, the relationships and your friendships and the people that you have with you constantly in a state of motion. The world around us is constantly in a state of motion. Your job is in a state of motion. Politics is in a state of motion. And everything always seems very chaotic. And I think one of the things that we long for is stability. We long for consistency. We long for something that we know is firm and concrete, uh, and we pursue and that. that is the paradox of life because any psychologist will tell you that human beings and anything, uh, any man of living thing also, they thrive in stability. Right. Uh, we it, like to feel comfortable. We need, correct. We don't like to have, I think... Um, you know, people will can operate well in a, in, a, in a dynamic environment. That's different than one where, you know, you're not sure of what's happening or you feel uncomfortable or you don't know what's going to happen the next day. People like to feel in control. Um, and oh, and you just hit the important word. Mm-hmm. Control. Control. Um, <laughs> at the wheel. At the, the wheel. At the wheel. Well, you know, there's a famous expression. What? <clears throat> called Jesus Take the Wheel. Yeah, there's a song. Right. Isn't it? Sing it. I, I don't actually know the song. Okay, so. well. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Something, Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but control. Control, control, and control uh, so often is the cause of our misery. And uh, I guess uh, this is the influence of my own, like, oriental upbringing. Can mm-hmm. I say oriental without offending some people? Well, I don't care. I'm They're Asian. only rugs, from what I heard. <laughs> from, from my uh, Asian upbringing, I Thank suppose. You. But no, I feel uh, better. I'm less offended. There's a strong emphasis on detachment. Is that, you know, all things in life changes. And therefore, uh, the more we try to hold on to things the more miserable we become. And I, I guess this this is kind of rooted in, in the Buddhist mentality as well, that they consider everything as nothing. Temporal, right. And, and therefore not to become attached to anything and be free. Right. Um, but then that, that put into question, does that mean we go through life completely detached from everything and everyone? Right. That seems almost impossible because... We establish relationships. We do. We make friendships. We fall in love. Uh, I I can't see people going through life not feeling anything. Mm -hmm. Because then we sort of betraying... What's the point of living? Right. A very important element of our own living. And so where is the balance? Where is Mm -hmm. the balance of not, not becoming too attached, but not completely detached either? Right. And... What are the things in our lives that we know are certain and that we know that we can cling to? And I think kind of the genesis of where, where of this particular topic today was in last, ironically, because it's a Catholic podcast, last weekend's readings about the leper. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first reading from Leviticus was talking about how, you know, if anyone has leprosy, if you've got that pustule on your head, could be mistaken for, you know, acne. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you shouldn't have had those potato chips. But, you know, that person was to be cast out, you know, cast out, cast alone. And then Mm -hmm. Jesus comes along and he heals the leper, you know. And, you know, it's kind of a great it's a great symbol for, you know, societal leprosy. You know, the things that how society can be very cold towards people um, and cast you out for whatever reason that it is. You know, whether it's something about you or the way you behave or whatever. Um, But it's changed, you know, and it isn't always the same. So the people who had leprosy in, in Leviticus in the time of Levi didn't always have it. It was mm-hmm. something that, you know, you got stricken with. And one day your comfortable life 
um, that you were used to and your family you were used to and the temple you went to go to pray at was taken away from you abruptly. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, and that got me thinking about, you know, change. And it's it's hard in life. I mean, no one knows that one of the you know great sayings is you never know when it's the fourth quarter, right? Correct. In your life, you never know when God's going to call you home, um, and so you know it changes inevitably. Something we have to deal with as as people, but as Christians, as Catholic Christians, um, we have to try to root ourselves in something firm. You know, the root of our lives has to be in something firm and something unchanging, mm-hmm. um, even if I think for a lot of—and that, of course, is the love of God, the love of Christ. But I think for a lot of us, it's it's not as tangible as the relationships we had. Like, I can't reach out. I can reach out and grab your hand, right? He it's just hard did. For me. I did. Yeah, I just touched him. It, it's hard to do that, you know, I think— through when we think about Jesus and we think about the love of God, it's sometimes for people it's hard to be able to feel that love, you know, mm-hmm. which is when we talk about Christ working through people, you know, it's the love working through people, but sometimes you don't always feel that. Sometimes you feel like everything is, there's no love coming your way. It's only betrayal. It's only anger. It's only change, mm-hmm. you know, that you don't want to embrace or that you don't want to face. And, uh, and it challenges your faith. It challenges um, our relationships with others, and uh, and it's hard, you know? No, no, every change, uh, I guess, uh, to use a morbid example, every change is a death. Yep. And we mourn and we grieve because something old is gone and something new... Is coming. It's coming, and, and we have to embrace, and everybody is afraid of the unknown mm. more than anything else. Um and so I, I guess to a certain extent, listeners, you can relate to this because at some point in life, you might have experienced a lot of changes. Uh, and you have experienced the, the pains, the heartaches. Well, I can't make it that negative because sometimes change bring a, good a lot of bring yeah. good things and, yep. and bring a lot of new possibilities and happiness and all that stuff. And certainly in your life, when you came here to this country, that was an abrupt change. Oh. You, huge change. But look at all the good. And, the you know, if I had told you when you, you, you know, landed in America, however many years ago it was, what was it, five was years 12. ago? Twelve years ago. Uh, you know, all these wonderful things are going to happen to you. You probably would be just like you're crazy. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And and if you've met me, uh, the Martin uh, 12 years ago and the Martin today, two... Miles apart. Oh, very, very different. And so, yes, changes are necessary. Uh, but at the same time, I think from a human level, when you understand the why, mm. it is Helps. easier for you to go through the how. Yeah. So often people have such a hard time dealing with changes because they can never understand or see or know the reason. Right. And that makes things yep. difficult. Yep. I remember when my sister died. That was, you know, death, I think, in particular, sudden death is one of the hardest ones to figure out the why. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm still not sure. I've, you know, I don't think I, I wonder how many people actually uh can can grasp the why in a situation you know when when a loved one passes away unexpectedly mm-hmm. particularly young people you know um just trying to find the why like lord why mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well i at just just about half an hour ago i was just with the uh, a family of an infant 
of an infant who is about to be withdrawn from life support. And what are you going to say to the parents? Uh, they're about to go through an enormous, right. enormous change in their life, and, and they will never be the same. Never be the same. Can't say for the worse or for the better, but for sure there's going to be plenty of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, right now I, I think you and I have been posing a lot of questions. Oh, yes. Uh, and I'm not sure we have a convincing answer for <clears throat> any of this stuff either. Well, I don't think there's any one. You know, one of the truisms is there's no one answer to anything. I right. think that, you know, with within life, um, and in many cases you're as strong as you want to be, um, you know, you can be as miserable as you want to be. You can be as happy as you want to be. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is self-determinant. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people, and you hear the stories of, you know, all these bad things happen. They weren't going to let them let them get that, you know, let those things get them down. Mm-hmm. You know, they were determined. and they. But part of that determination, part of, you know, some people have that characteristic in them. Others don't. Others aren't gifted with that. Some people aren't gifted with a positive outlook. And, um, you know, so we turn to where can we turn when change happens? Where do we turn when our lives become unsettled and things start going in a way that we're not particularly comfortable with? Mm-hmm. But there's very little we can do about it. You right. Know? This is normal. And, uh, you know, when we talk about sudden deaths or, or, you know, changes in your jobs or changes in your life or changes in your relationships, you know, what are the things that are consistent and how do I, how do I kind of mitigate that or at least figure out how to deal with it? Well, well the, the question of attitude is big here. Um, sure. And, and what do you say? Like, what do you what did you say to the parents a half an hour ago? <sighs> I said I, I asked permission for them if I could just simply be with them, yep. pray with them. And then I sang a song reminding them that, you know, the child is loved, that God called her his own. Yep. Uh, uh, that's that's just about it. But. Which is very powerful, by the way. When I was talking earlier, and I mentioned, you know, it's hard to to grasp the love of Christ. You know, through our priests, Mm -hmm. through you, that love comes shining through. I don't know how else to say it, but you know what I mean? Right. And we can be that to, to each other. You know, particularly in the relation, the intimate relationships we have, and those five or six people we're very intimate with, sure. being able to be sensitive and to be supportive, and to sometimes put down whatever our problems with change are, sure. in order to embrace and help others, mm-hmm. is really our call. You know, tough to do. Most certainly, most certainly. And earlier, I said that every chain is like a death, mm-hmm. and and if you learn about psychology, you know that there are stages of grieving. Right. And so, just like that, when we go through changes, uh, our own selves, in a small scale or in a really grand and big scale, we go through our own stages of grieving. So there will be denial. Yep. This not happening. This cannot happen. Not just a river in Egypt, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> denial. Denial. Uh, and then we go to the anger. Right. Uh, some changes bring about a lot of anger. Yeah. Some people go right past denial. They just, like, blow through denial and go right to anger. You ever notice that? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> anger is, like, the first base for a lot of people. Like, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not denying it. I'm just angry about it. <laughs> and then depression. Yeah. Depression. We, and that, that's, that's, I think, most people would go through. Sad. Mm-hmm. If you're sad for the changes. Right. And then, and then they go through bargaining. Maybe I'll do this and it won't happen. Uh, something like that they, they tell themselves 
And finally, acceptance. Right. Acceptance. If they get there. And if some they, people that uh, never get to acceptance. That's true. There have been people, people who uh, yeah. have been angry at some change in their life forever and yeah. ever. Yeah, you always hear the stories. And uh, Father John used to always like to bring it up seven or eight times a year in a homily. You know, the folks who, for whatever reason, had a falling out. And, fi- you know, brothers who haven't spoken for 15, 20 years. Mo- mm-hmm. You know, kids who haven't talked to their parents over something or you know, friends who were fast friends and had some sort of falling out. And years and years and years go by, and neither one's willing to pick up the phone to call the other until somebody does, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's always, you know, who's ready to kind of, okay, yeah, I'm, the change happened, and now we need to move forward. Yeah. Oh, earlier also, Steve, you mentioned something very important. Yes, life changes. Everything changes, but there are certain things that won't ever change. Yes, First, this is where we were driving this. Like, what are the concrete things that we know as Catholics will never change? Let me begin with a morbid node. Uh, again, you've been morbid like three times. This, uh, shouldn't, this isn't like our pre-Valentine podcast. It's I wear black, for goodness sake. I go from <laughs> sadness to joy. Father Martin is the Elvira of priests. <laughs> no, but the one thing certain is death. Mm-hmm. Everybody dies. Everybody dies sooner and or later. So, and because we realize that we cannot, we do not stay here forever, that helps us a little bit with the notion of control. Because we realize at some point, somewhere, I'm going to have to let go. Yep. Um, so that's why in, in the Middle Ages, they always have a little skull on the desk, all the, the, the saints, as a reminder that... Death comes for everyone, and that is one thing that will never change in any as for as long as we are humans. That's certain, and so we remind ourselves: okay, well, sometimes we hold on to so much control and misery, but so what? One right. day it's all gonna be gone. Yeah. And the second thing that will never change: God. Yep. God is eternal. unchanging, eternal. And his love for us is also everlasting. Right. And remind ourselves of that because uh, so often changes, especially when it comes to relationship, is because we feel like we've lost something. Mm-hmm. We've lost something. We've lost the people we love. We've lost the love of our life. But for, don't forget that there is a love that will always be there. Yep. And that love has a name. His name is Jesus. Yep, and he's there for you. And it's it's funny because um, the other thing that kind of tripped this this topic off for us was I uh, as part of the RCI, you kind of we do a lot with returning Catholics, so mm-hmm. Catholics who had fallen away for any number of time. And I had a meeting uh, about a week and a half ago with a person um, who had left basically left the church. So uh, about twenty five years ago, was in mass. Uh, the priest uh, at the mass gave a homily and evidently said some, in this person's opinion, very outrageous things, wasn't there, so don't really know, that offended them so much that they walked out of the church and they hadn't been back in 25 years. Wow. So they, That's something, isn't it? Yeah. So, so <laughs> and this happens more often than you would think. Um, you know, people, sometimes, sometimes people do forget that yeah, we're yeah. only humans. We're only humans. I, I meet with a lot of folks who, who tell me they've been, you know, well, I'm here. Why are you here? Well, I was church shopping, and this is the church I decided to invest in. <laughs> is that interesting? But that's real. That's a very real um, answer that a lot of folks have. And I think they're, I think particularly in this world that we're in now, where everything is so cynical, um, church shopping is real. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of what people's image of church is, isn't Jesus and it's not God. It's the people in the building. Right. It's the guy in the collar or the person at the ambo or the pulpit, um, no matter what denomination you're in or, or what faith you're in, honestly. Um, it's what am I hearing? Is what am I hearing what I want to hear, what I expect to hear, um, even if it's not what I need to hear, mm-hmm. you know? And so you have this kind of ability to change and go out, and it, and it prevents a lot of people, I think, from a faith perspective, from dealing with realities of their faith, that your faith is something more than a building. It's more than a guy. It's more than a priest. Um, it's more than uh, even a parish, right? Mm-hmm. That fundamentally... It's about your relationship with God and with Jesus. And if it doesn't start and end there, then how strong is your faith really? Right. Right, right, right. right. Which isn't to say that, you know, nobody, I mean, you know, bad homilies aside, not that you're a bad homeless. We Everyone loves your homilies. Uh, but, you know, some people, you've had people who've complained. Oh, yeah. You know, I've had people who've complained, and you know, in my... Uh, groups when we were doing RCIA or we do a sacramental prep for adults. I've had parents. But who, that, that's the know. thing we put so much stock in in human beings right. and in the, the 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 things of this world, and they disappoint. Yeah, all the time. They that's disappoint. the other thing that's consistent is is you can be certain you're going to die, and you can be certain in your life you're going to be disappointed at least once. True. <laughs> <laughs> Probably and if you're listening to this podcast, you're you'll already be disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> Uh, but friends, we we kind of talk about this because the, the the season of Lent, which is about to begin, uh, is a a season of transition. It's a season of change. A season of There's change. There's no doubt about it. You know, so often we we focus so much on the penitential aspect of it, but essentially it is about change. It's about a change of heart of an old person to a new person in Christ, and so it's just something to ponder that that. Lent reminds us of the finite nature of so many things, and that we are ought we ought to focus on that which is lasting, a relationship with God, because yes, as morbid as it may sound, but we're all gonna die, right? We're and all gonna, we're all be, gonna d- be disappointed at some point, <laughs> but God does is, not disappoint, yeah, and God does not change. And his love for you is not going to ever change either. So as we head into this Lenten season of change, um, I think one of the things for everybody to consider, and certainly we will um, as well, is what is it in our lives that needs to change? What is in our lives that needs to change to get us a little bit closer to Mm -hmm. God, a little bit closer to Christ? That's really what the Lenten season is all about. Absolutely. All right, friends, I hope you have a wonderful and blessed week. And Don't forget to get your free ashes. Hopefully, if you're hearing this after Ash Wednesday, you got your free ashes. Remember also, we only give out ashes on Ash Wednesday. So if you come on Saturday expecting ashes, or Thursday, or even, you know, Sunday after Ash Wednesday, you're going to be disappointed. Ashes are only on Ash Wednesday. And we do not do drive-through ashes either. Nope. All right. God bless you and keep you always. Happy Lent. Happy Lent.